0: Hi, I'm Devin Moore, your host for Humanity Rising's Race to Speak Up podcast and founder of Hashtag Race to Speak Up, an anti-bullying organization. The Race to Speak Up podcast is a place where we have open and engaging conversations about bullying prevention, how to be upstanders, and how we are making a positive change in our communities. So the question now is, how do you race to speak up? Hello and welcome to the Race to Speak Up podcast. I'm your host, Devin Moore. Today's guest is Margarita Espada. Margarita is the founder and executive artistic director of Teatro Yerba Bruja, an organization formerly, uh, formerly based in Puerto Rico and now based in Long Island, New York, that uses the arts as a tool for social change. In 2009, the organization produced a community-based performance piece called What Killed Marcelo Lucero? Based on the November 2008 hate crime killing of Ecuadorian immigrant Marcelo Lucero. Margarita's use of the arts to promote civic dialogue among the diverse communities of Long Island has gained her the respect of community leaders and grassroots organizations alike. Welcome, Margarita, how are you doing?
1: Uh, thank you, thank you for the invitation. I'm doing great, I'm really happy just to be here with you.
0: Awesome, I'm very happy to be speaking to you today. Can you tell us about Teatro Yerba Bruja?
1: Yes, Teatro Yerba Bruja uh, is, at the beginning was a theater company that I founded when I was in, in my last year in college, Puerto Rico University, uh, but when I made right here here in the year 2000 uh I saw a big need uh just to have art in theater which is my background uh, for artists of color Puerto Rican and Latino. so I was like oh my god it's like it's nothing here like for us so Long Island was a very um uh, tough play for me because there was no opportunities and also uh, a space to, to understand who we are as an artist. So Yelba Bruja is a plant in Puerto Rico. Uh, they grow in dif- difficult circumstances and they have also healing um, uh, power. You know, we can drink and we can, uh, you can trash a plant in any corner and keep growing. So it's mean, persistent, uh, you know? And so the, our national poet, Juan Antonio Correjer, he used it at one of his book, uh, in Puerto Rico, uh, uh, we got inspired uh, uh, with that book, with the poetry and with the name of the plants, which is about resistance. So when I came here, I said, you know, I wanted to keep my identity because that was my my work in Puerto Rico. And I don't want to erase who I am because I just switched to a new, a new place. So when I saw the need, uh, there was no theater companies. So art in general with um, the represent people like me, so I decided that wasn't the time for me to organize. So in that time, um, I opened my own company, but a lot of artists came to me, especially um, Latino artists, uh, immigrant artists, working in factories, working you know, in different places, but they're all artists in their own country. But there was no outlet for them. So the company expanded, they become more, also, I say, well, you know, it's not about only theater, it's about what the community needs. So we expanded also to visual arts and dance. And later, uh, the Puerto Rican Hispanic Parade here in Long Island it was it was going down. And there was a time there was almost, you know, dead. So the community also approached me. So I'm also now the director of the Puerto Rican Hispanic Parade, which is in the Fifth Avenue in Brentwood. Everything was new for me, that was, you know, just for me doing theater, I'm uh, I'm a performer, theater director, I teach theater also. But uh, when you're an artist and I have this call also for the importance of the art and the community, I feel it's, it's a natural right that, that should be mandated as a human experience. Everyone deserves art and culture. So for me, I had this in my heart, I needed also to organize, uh, the art and the culture from my community, so I become a cultural organizer. But there was never, you know, a career that I dreamed about. It, but I'm very proud and happy. Uh, as you know, it's, it's difficult in a place like Long Island, uh, especially talking about sustainability, uh, because sometimes the Eurocentric approach to the art in Long Island is it, not a lot of validation for artists like us. So it, it's a struggle, but we can keep, keep working. I, I strongly believe in experimental art, contemporary art. Uh, we understand that we have a tradition and that's important, but also I understand it should be a safe place for new art for people just to create. and um, You know, the only way that you can create a new masterpiece is trying out new forms. So that's something that I really love to see new artists doing interesting things or exploring uh, contemporary dance. Uh, new poetry, So everything is so important so we can move to create a contemporary art so we don't need to keep perpetrating what is already being created, but we should have also a safe space, not only for diversity, and also the people of color, but also in a diversity in a diversity of the different form of art. So also Yelba Bruja is a space for that we we open up we encourage new artists with new forms and then just to talk about it. Also, a main component is our, in our programs is to have civic dialogue uh, the, in, in order for us to use the art for social change. So the theater, in, the, in my case, provide a platform and a possibility to, through image because what is art? Art is a language full of images through sound, through color, through body shape. So our creativity and our imagination and our language change and we can speak in a different in a different way because it's language. So later we can talk. And also theater offers you the possibility to see a different reality. So, uh, for example, I one of the theory that I work very close is theater of the oppressed. Is said the different technique where? you have an issue or you're working with something specific in your own life or in a community. So they go into rehearsing process uh, games and they explore different possibilities. So what happened, the community never thought about it, but theater offered you the possibility to see a new reality that you never thought about before. So now you can see, oh, wow, that change is possible. So now we can rehearse also the revolution. We can rehearse how, how we made that change possible. And that's what theater do, and also other arts. Uh, the art is so powerful in the history of art. You know, a lot of artists is, is being killed, or the art is being destroyed when it's a war. The first they happen when it's an invasion in, in a new country, they destroy the art because the art it really is a spirit of the people.
0: Oh wow, that's so great that you're able to give people a platform to really express themselves, especially in a place where, you know, everyone really gets it, you know? Like everyone really understands each other through art and through the language. I think that's really beautiful. Does um, Teatro Yerba Bruja welcome all ages ages who want to um, use art for social change?
1: Yes, we work with different communities. We have, um, actually we love the intergenerational it is very important for us uh, because it's important to, for older artists that we have experience. we went through the process or we went to college or we learn in a different way with, we carry experience. And I think it's important to pass on and support new artists. At the same time, it's good to get refreshed with the new artists and get the new energy and the new generation. Uh, so, it is important to respect both sides of the conversation and to create together. So, that's uh, one of the main components in, in my organization. We try to uh, to work inter- in intergener- intergenerational way. And we also had youth programs focusing uh, in Spanish language or related to what the kid wants. And we had also um, a mentoring program, so, which is for young artists. Uh, they're they already doing art, but they don't know the business of the art. Sometimes, you know, yeah, you, you are a poet, you do are painting, but it's a process, how do you present? What is the marketing process for that? How the work is being curated and how do you produce a show? And where are the money? You know, at the end of the day, you need that resources. So we try to also mentor them uh, a, to, to market, you know, the, the art so that's also very important for us to support.
0: So interesting because you're able to really bring all these different components into educating others. Do you think that um, do you think that everyone has their own type of art that they can share with their world? Do you know what I mean? So like when it comes to poetry or literally drawing and painting, do you think everyone has that?
1: Yes, I feel that I strongly believe that that's a human experience and we all have that so you need to get connected with which one is you outlet let you know so you can enjoy different or like I enjoy seeing painting but I, I'm not really bad painting uh, my my core is the body is theater is movement maybe dance uh, people enjoy writing but you know what happened I've been in the, especially in this country that um, it's not like a nurturing, you know. They do in school, but it really, at least, is what I see in our community. It's not something that you can like see and enjoy like everyday life. I'm from Puerto Rico, and it's a lot of arts. So for me to be surrounded by art, hanging out with poets, a lot of galleries, muters all over all over the place. So it's become part of you, your second nature. So you always are you are creating anyway because as part of it who. Your community is here is so difficult or sometimes the classes are expensive or is an issue with transportation so it's not you know uh and it's, or it's in school which is I feel the art in school is very confined I really like when the art is, is in a community that is no rules it's not grades. you don't need to you don't need to worry about it you're not doing away that the t-shirt you had to do it you know so it's a freedom to create uh because also that connect you with your spirit and with your mental health with uh, use a scene and you discover a lot about yourself creating art so yes everyone is an artist
0: I think so too I think that the youth especially really need that space that you're giving them to you know um, really express themselves I mean I think everyone needs to express themselves and by you allowing them to do that through Teatro Yerba Bruja with art and with all these different types of art as well as learning about you know culture and language I think that is something that honestly a lot more schools need I mean I know we're talking about how schools may be like more on the confined side and you know you get told exactly what to do um I think maybe like maybe for schools who are direct that are directly like that I think those schools need to be more open with that because children I mean literally anyone can be so creative when just giving a given a pen and a paper or a paintbrush and like a board or something you know I the type of like art that I would say I'm into is more so poetry Mm -hmm. I know that's like um for me it's kind of just my way of really expressing myself I remember I could I participated in um for the NAACPs, it's called Axel, which is Afro Academic, Cultural, Technological, and Scientific Olympics, which is a long, yeah. <laughs> a long title. But um, it was cool because so I participated in the poetry and um I wrote about my bullying experiences. Um I went through, you know, a lot of racism in my middle school. And I was talking in the poem about um how I'm taking that and I'm using that experience. Like I understand that this is racism and I understand that this really was traumatizing. It hurt me a lot, but I'm using that negative and like bad, harmful and traumatizing experience. And I'm turning it into like a teaching moment. I'm turning it into a positive so that I can help others. You know, since I understand that, you know, so much, I'm saying, you know, a lot. (laughs) I'm saying, I mean, I see a lot within the youth that there is way too much bullying and we need to put an end to it. And I'm like, you know, that's why I started Hashtag Race to Speak Up, my anti-war organization. That's why people like us are starting our organizations to help others and to give others that platform in order to express themselves and and learn, learn about culture, learn about these different types of things that they're not, you know, used to. And then going back to what you said about, you know, when it comes to the art exhibits and just seeing these different um, types of types of art. Well, just straight up, it's different types of art and being around that type of culture. It, it sounds so beautiful to me. What art exhibits stand out for you? Uh,
1: you know, going back to this point is, uh, it's so important that uh, the art exhibits are diverse. Uh, so you can see your own culture. Uh, and when you see the, of the art or, or different culture related for people like they look like us. Uh, I feel that the issue in Long Island is all this gallery, the art is kind of the same, very Eurocentric, the same people. So that needs to change. And and it is important they given the opportunities are presented to the amount of artists of the range of diversity that we have in Long Island. Uh, So we did a, a show, our last show, well, not a show, but the show before. Uh we celebrate the first Indigenous day. Uh, there was Columbus Day. He said, no, it's not Columbus, Colum- Christopher Columbus don't discover anything. There was people already in America. And there was already people, you know, the Native American people. We live in Long Island. This is a Native American, you know, place. We have reservation, we have uh, uh indigenous so and also from Latin America as so immigrant people, they come from indigenous background. So what I did was to put together indigenous people for Latin America, uh, from Mexico, with you know, Az- Aztec descent, Incas descent, Tainos, with the Shanaka people, with the Montauk people. So indigenous from Long Island, meeting indigenous background people from Latin America. Because what happened with us, they say Latino, Latinx, Latin, whatever, the labor. But that also erased our identity because it's afro Rican, or indigenous Mexican. So the whole concept of labing, lab, putting labor to us when we come to this country, really um, remove us, our, part of our identity. So I want, with that show, what I wanted to bring to the conversation is that identity is beyond the Latinx experience. So we come from a country, we have our own culture, and a lot of that culture is very indigenous. And I'm working with this project with, um, it's a big Rick Long Island. It's based on a book, Joy Harjo, our national poet on American sunrise. Um, actually, have an event next, next year, i reading, I would like to have you too. Uh, so it's about reading her book and she will be in Long Island April 8th um, next year at Stony Brook University. So the idea is we are reading together the same book in a different context, and people are doing art, people creating their own poetry based on the topic of the poetry, which is like a, very related to what we do our land, our race, displacement uh, for the indigenous people, and for all of us as a, as a people of color. So, I'm in, in collaboration with the China Connections, I'm working with them. And we are building that bridge with that community is almost invisible, like no one is talking about the indigenous people in Long Island, but we drive around like Ronkonkoma, you know, when there's all these names and, you know, like they become so normal, people are like, this is a weird name. They don't know, or they don't understand that there are many names they belong to this land for the originary people that was here before us. So I wanted to honor that. And I also wanted to listen to them and I wanted to learn from them. As a respect uh, this land that we are just shared with it now. So that's a big project that I'm still running on 2022 next year. Uh, so we have a different event uh, in our fire hub, but also with the Chanaka reservation at the, um, uh, the gallery space. So that that's one show. We also have a, a satellite gallery um, in Pronto Long Island. It's in Bayshore. So Pronto is an organization that uh, support people in need uh, with food, you know, like uh, food is, uh, food insecurity or hunger. Uh, it's a lot of people just suffering from that, you know, as we speak, people, no jobs, children, no food. So they do that. So I was like volunteering with them, I supported them. And I, I saw, you know, every day, the long line of people waiting to get feed. And I was like, you know, I would like to have this space full of art I want when people come here with a need they need food they're struggling emotionally they can see beautiful pieces of art so we have a conversation and we have a satellite gallery there so now when people go to you know they're waiting for the food they can also enjoy art and feeding the soul no that we're talking projects like that we don't need to go to a specific place you can be created in with collaboration you know have have art in in any place so that's a beautiful project that we're also working and another one that i am doing i strongly believe in public art uh because mirrors, you know banners everything is like you know a sculpture our community when a community is full of art people feel better people It's a civic conversation, you know, we stop, we look at the meter, we meet people. So this year, we did about four meters in our community in um, and Bayshore. And uh, we did, uh, if you go to downtown centralized now, we drive by, you will see banners with different artists hanging by the uh, light pole. So the idea is that you're driving and you can enjoy art. Uh, you are in a bodega. You know, is art there? So we did one project when uh, with uh, new immigrant students. They came from Latin America, and they. So the issue in the school is they don't have uh, classes for them because they don't speak English. So they enjoy art. They love art, but it's nothing for them. So the teacher approached us as organization. They, they wanted this students they know art to do something for the community and they wanted to do a muter. So we went, this is in the Fifth Avenue, uh, so the owner of this building wanted to honor the immigrant experience. So the muter is, they, the, the student designed the muter, they painted for honoring also the day laborers, the people that they are waiting you know to get a job. So it's a way to honor the community, honor the business and the artists because the other components of the art is economic development. So art brings money to the community. If you have, you know, if you, when you go to a city, you see a show, oh, let me go to a city. Why you go? You go to see a Broadway show, you go to the gallery. So what happens after? You go for a dinner, for a coffee. So art brings tourists and bring economic development because people go to a restaurant and people shop around. So it is important to understand uh, that what we offer is very, really important for the community and, and, and all different aspects. It's not like a, uh, art is something that people do be just you know, lazy people or like luxury. No, our bring nationally bring a lot of money to the economic force in this country. And that's important to talk about that to so people for new artists to understand uh, that that is a way to sustain your community.
0: That's amazing. I'm so, I'm so like amazed by what you're doing because this is happening in a town that I'm living in, and I didn't even know about that. And that's kind of what's so you know mind boggling to me. I'm you know see these are the type of things that we need to. I always think about it as like um when it comes to school because we need to learn about these things in school, and that's why I'm so you know. Like happy that you're doing that through um, Teatro Bruja, you're educating about culture, you're giving people a place to learn, but you know you're giving them the freedom to do all these different things like art and like expressing themselves. It's so interesting. And then the story that you told me about the um, immigrant students who came here, and you know Long Island really does have a lot of history. I remember one time I was doing um, something dealing with one of the um, a cultural awareness club that I'm in at my school and um, it was Native American History Month. Um, and uh, so for that, we were looking into specifically like different tribes that were in Long Island. That's when I learned some history about how like all these different towns or all these different places, like you see the, um, what's it called? Like the, oh, the roads, I mean, and they're named after these different tribes or you see the towns and they're named after these different tribes. And it's just like, there's so much history here but we need to really teach that we and that's why I'm so like like proud to be speaking or happy and honored to be speaking with you about how you're able to do this through Teatro Yorva and through your passion for helping others it's so interesting too just really learning about it
1: I think you're right it's so important because it's a lot of history but it's a disconnection uh, it's like it is it's no you know it's have too many layers. It's about getting the voice out, out. It's about getting our place, uh, 5 our space, you know, like exactly what you're doing, exactly what I'm doing. So we need to create our own space because no one is calling us, hey, here's your space later, yes, maybe. And I'll stay with you sitting that table. I still when you negotiating. I still, they wanted to give you a little piece for little something not you know it's like a, i'm not like a hispanic heritage month. you know don't call me because you need a latino artist or a black artist like you know i get offended when people just call me <laughs> like hey you know next month i need to you know you know an artist is black because we have this event no you should have black brown any shape of artist the whole year around so we are not the, you know, a flavor for the month. We are human beings, we are artists the whole year around. So that's also part of my conversation. So it is important for us to have this conversation with these institutions and people in power because they are the ones that perpetuate uh, the system and they are the ones they have control with the educational system, with the cultural system. Uh, so they are the one holding that position. So it is part of my job as a... Uh, Activist is also to you know infiltrate the system and try to have this conversation in a nice in a nice way and something also nice ways depend how the conversation go, but it, it speak up you know exactly how you say it. speak up have a voice and when I'm sitting in, in the table I'm representing a lot of people I carry all of us with me, uh, so this is a social responsibility to open the conversation and to create changes.
0: It's very important to have that as part of the conversation. And you're so right when it comes to, you know, being at that table, representing a whole like large amount of like these different communities or, you know, it's so I know that or I know when it comes to me, like say if I'm just at school or say if I like randomly have to start, you know, like say I'm not expecting it and I go in somewhere and then people start asking me, oh, Devin, race to speak up. Devin, Race to Speak Up podcast, you know, like, what are you doing? And then I kind of from there, of course, I represent my organization. But from there, I also start talking about the other organizations I work with dealing with anti-bullying. I start talking about the youth, like, I represent, you know, or at least I feel at times I represent the youth and how, you know, they're mentally impacted by bullying, or they're physically impacted by bullying, the different types of bullying how do people respond to this, how, you know, these different aspects, but I'm happy to bring in my knowledge and I'm happy to expand my knowledge by talking to people like you. And of course, when you're talking about this very important um, topic, it's so interesting to think about how we are very diverse, you know, Black, Latino, like all these different things are very diverse because I hear what you're saying. It's kind of being, almost grouped together is what you're saying when it comes to like Latinx or stuff like that. And then you're mentioning these other different like things earlier when it comes to like the Latin uh, Latin community and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I didn't, I've never heard of these things before, you know? This is so, I'm learning a lot from you. <laughs> no, i exactly, heard these that
1: You're totally right because remember all this labor of all these uh, categories are created by the government to classify us. So, not necessarily match us. So we need to be make sure that our identity is also put in front. You know, so it's like it, like I was never thought about being Latina until I came here. I was Puerto Rican in my country. I never questioned that part of my identity. So when I came here, so now people refer to me as a Latina. Um, now it's in the whole Latinx, whatever that means. So I'm like, wow why you know why I need to be a Latina why, why I, I'm a Puerto Rican artist and a Puerto Rican woman. So and they become normal for people, but we shouldn't be normal why I shouldn't have my own way that I always I always see myself you know and I'm now I'm I'm happy that in Latin America you' so expanding the whole concept I'm celebrating the Afro descent you know I'm Puerto Rican, so I'm may minimum three races, you know, the Taino, our indigenous people, African descended and Euro, Spanish. So that's what we are. So it's not one or the other, or it's not a label, of, oh, this is Latina. it's Latina. we are beyond. Plus also, each country is different. You know, it's like, oh you are from Africa. Africa is a continent, you know, you need to respect each each one of these countries. You know, so it's, it's like that, that you you cannot say there are different countries with diff, different, uh, yet maybe we share some similarity, we share language, but it's a different cultures, you know, but Caribbean is different from South America, South America different from Central America. So uh, that is important for people to start to understand uh, who we are as a as a Latino as Latino communities and Latinx community. And, and I feel they apply for the same with Asian people, of African descent, you know, this concept of grouping everyone together, uh, we need to really start having this conversation, like it would be like just um, creating a genetic brand for people and people have their own identities.
0: Starting off with of the conversation really allows you to learn from all these different types of people. It's so nice to hear from different cultures. I know when it comes to say just, you know, even people my age, I talk to, and they're from completely different backgrounds. And I ask them, you know, like, tell me about yourself. And, you know, I want to learn about you. I want to learn about this culture. Tell me something, you know? And then they tell me, and I think to myself, that's something I want to know. That's something I think a lot more people need to know. And that's something that needs to be shared with the world. All these different types of cultures and all these different types of people, this diverse large amount of different types of people, these different lands, these different um, continents, like states, all these different things. And it's so, it, it, there's a lot of truth when it comes into like the country or the state that you're in or something like that, where you're from this one place. And I mean, I can't fully speak on this, but I'm just saying like, when you come from this one place and everyone sees you as, you know, like equal, you're not, this and you're not this label you're not this label it's definitely i can hear from what you're saying it's extremely different from when you're in a new country or a new place and they're like oh she's latina oh she's this isn't this, this oh she's this isn't this, this how was that actually when you first when you first wait when did you first come here actually
1: i came um uh, 1996 i came to do my master of fine art at stony Brook university i go to full ride uh... I was a teacher before in Puerto Rico. So that wasn't a very like you know safe space at the university, obviously, you know, um, but international. But I when I decided to stay here in, in, in the 2000, and then decide to you know, really raise my family here, have a family here, I was like all confused, like, oh my God, like, you know, like I don't know my place. It's not a welcoming space. Uh, it's not that you can, we don't have plazas so that you go and you know hang out with people. Um, I was shocked with the missing galleries and art spaces. And also I, I was feeling like uh, my my identity, my identity was erased. They had no value, nothing to offer. Like people saw me without no value. Uh, it still me come here with a privilege as a professional art performers and with a full ride or pay and teaching at Stony Brook University. You Know so still imagine people that really came, you know, with in a different circumstances. So, I came here with a lot of privilege and I'm, I'm knowledge of that, you know, I came just to be a scholar and a scholar and an artist. And I still part of me was like erased, I feel like empty, like try to figure out my place. Uh, because um, you miss your communities and you don't see anything that really um engage you or represent you. Uh, because it's this is Long Island, Long Island stuff,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I'm not denying that. <laughs> um, so, Margarita, what's been the most rewarding part of your teatro, your Rebruja journey?
1: Um, different ones. I think having a space now, and that we can, you know, have a people can go and meet. It, you know, to have a space and sustain the space. Hard as an independent artist and not for profit. That's great. Um, but one of the most um challenges and reward experience was when I did the play What Killed Marcelo Lucero. Uh I did the performance in Pashock and uh I just when you opened the show you were talking about there was uh, a death in Pasha, uh they killed uh, Marcelo Lucero, by a high school stu- high student gangs with a group of you know teenagers. So the last show, uh the father or oh, the student that killed Marcelo came to, so, to see the show. So that was all, you know, imagine that you always dream for that. You always, always dream to have a dialogue with the community after the show, and uh, he was there. And they, when we finished the show, he did you know raise his hand and he said, you know, he wanted to justify that his son was not a murderer. So whatever, he was like talking that he was a child. But you know, what happened is like, you know, an accident. And a, so another member of the audience, you know, took the stand and said, you know, stop, Mr. Conroy. Your, your son is not the victim. The victim is a community that you son terrorized. Just to have this audience talking about each other is like a dream come true. You know, like to have in the possibility to have this dialogue and to deliver level of stands of a hate crime. And for me to respond that we are all victims. we are victims of the system because if we live in a society we create that create hate crime, that family is also broken. you know her son killed an immigrant. So this family that was broken too. so it's no it's no happy ending. So we all losing here. What we need is a healthy society that don't promote hate crime, that don't pro- promote racism, that we can have a a better understanding as a human perspective. So that was a moment like, you know, I was so s- sweating and stressing out. When you do a good art and go straight to the people and people having this conversation with that also come big responsibility for you as an artist. Cause you cannot do a show and agitate people or have your own version because people have the, um, that they had the right to respond. So how do you prepare your audience and what are the plan A, B, and C when you are doing a pro- public event? So we had some audience at some point, there was a KKK people came to see the show and they were like all out, you know, about white supremacy. So for me to have an opportunity to have partners, other organizations, they also are experts in immigration, expert in race and racism and a support system that was like our play become the tool to have this conversation. And we have a coalition organization supporting the project. So everyone was winning with that. So that was for me so rewarding to see uh, how we can work together as a coalition and how we can impact community. And uh, We did run the play for four years and uh, still I uh, the conversation keep going. So that's so powerful to do powerful art with respect to the community, and having uh, always uh, partners It's important to work in partnership to support you when you're working directly with the community. you need to respect the community and also understand that it should be there should be an action plan. What is next for the community? How the community can keep engaging after you remove yourself from that community? Because you may you you're doing other projects. So the community need to stay engaged. So that's what's very, very important for me. And I learned a lot from that experience.
0: My next question was going to be, what are your hopes and dreams for Teatro your Baruja moving forward? I feel like you kind of answered that though also. <laughs> Do you want to add any more?
1: I feel um, we are moving through a great year with more like people like you, my, my, my dreams to keep expanding, keep uh, collaborating. Uh, with different communities and keep opening the space for new artists and just to to celebrate our diversity and our uh, great artists in Long Island.
0: Couldn't put it better myself. My last question for you is how can people find you? Tell us your social media platform and your website.
1: Yes, uh, the easy way is our website, theatregelbabuja.org. this easy, and we are in Facebook Teatro del Bruja, the same Instagram Teatro del Bruja, uh, So yes, Teatro del Bruja on um, in all platforms you will find us. And also very important to support us. If you're welcome to go out to our website, donate every dollar is important for us to keep the space running and to sustain our projects.
0: Awesome. Well, Margarita, you are such an inspiration to all. You are an incredible lady and you're amazing. So, thank you. Thank you for being here. And thank you to all who are listening. I hope to see you guys at future Race to Speak Up podcasts. If you have any questions about the Race to Speak Up podcast, feel free to contact me at racetospeakup at gmail.com. Make sure to follow at Race to Speak Up on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for updates on future podcasts, and join the Humanity Rising movement. Humanity Rising offers scholarships for students making a difference in the world through service. Visit www.humanityrising.org for more information. And remember to ask yourself this question, how do you race to speak up?